When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to the Scoutcast. My name is Joe. My name is Seb. My name is Josh. Welcome, everyone. Um, sorry we were a little bit late. We were um, nattering away and um, completely lost track of time. So um, now we can natter away um, live on the stream and also um, for those listening on the podcast version or watching back tomorrow, perhaps. Um, so, yeah, welcome, everyone. Um, hello, Josh. Again, it's been a few weeks since you've been on. Uh, months. It has, it has. It's been a couple of months or so. And um, and Seb, congratulations! Um, I saw today you've been made a pro pundit on Fancy oh, Football yeah, Scouts. So we'll be seeing your articles on site too. Um, and um, but what I've got a, the picture you've, you've presumably supplied um, up on screen. So I, just before I ask you what's coming up in the show, I, one thing I noticed about this picture: um, you look a little younger. Um, I just want yeah. I don't know or it was perhaps taken last week on, on a good day but <laughs> but when was this yeah. picture taken <laughs> um four no five five years ago I think wow okay. um, it's basically I mean I was like I'm 30 now I was like 25 mm-hmm. it's um more 24 I think actually so yeah a little while ago it's basically the only suitable it's the picture I use for work as well yeah well, that's not email, bad. email come through it's a it's the only suitable picture I've really got. It's my old headshot from being an actor. So it's got um, it's got optimal lighting. It's probably got a little touch up on it, you know. So it does the job. I've got to get my utility out of it. Okay. And so next question. So your old headshot from being an actor. You were an actor. Yeah. Oh, that was a that was a whole a whole another life. Clearly, I wasn't uh, the best at it because I'm over here now. But um, which I wouldn't trade for the world. By no, the way. no. But um... but no, it was. Um, I did a whole bunch of things. Uh, did economics at university went to drama school so obviously again yeah. actor had a headshot did a did a few little things okay then fell kind of you know how acting is you know you're on you're off yeah, so you yeah. need jobs in between i fell into my current work at uh mm. at sports interactive and now i'm here to join you as well but yeah byproduct of that is i have a professional headshot that doesn't get much use anymore so really well it's, it's getting good the one, use I, it's now the one i use for amongst for yeah. amongst the fantasy football community and also discovered that you were an actor or still actor you just happen to be jobbing in other things at the moment oh i mean yeah i'm probably not really an actor anymore there's okay. uh there's, there's 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 people who are in my year with me at drama school who who still do it. there's one there's one person who's on coronation street actually right really now. Yeah, I, I want to hear because like could be you. you know, it's not, could it's, be it's, you. It's soon. not my place. No, no it could be <laughs> the the the, uh, the scriptwriters, producers might be watching this. Um, anyway, oh, enough God. of um, acting. Although you know, this is something we may return to in a future scan. Oh, no. Seb, what is coming up on the show? So so tonight we have we have Son who you're telling me is in nearly sixty percent of teams. Yeah, which is fifty eight percent when I checked. Goodness, I guess I wonder. Well, we'll explore why that is maybe, but. They're missing Kane, which in previous seasons has been a good thing, but I wonder if it is this season. So what are we going to do there? We'll also look at the latest instalment of Pep Roulette, which is probably one of the uh, more mm-hmm. extreme weeks we've seen of that. I think all of us probably suffered. Some then had people off the bench, fortunately. 
And we have Josh to pick us a differential, but not just a differential. We're going to have a little look around differential mm. picks, maybe who we could have to climb some ranks and what have you. And then naturally there are fixtures to frisk, rough with the smooth, and you've got an absolute golden one for us, I believe, Joe. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the rest of the game week to uh, digest, have a little look at, and then see what we're going to do forwards with transfers, captains, and maybe just stopping making any decisions altogether if you've got my team. Okay, we're going to quickly look back on game week 21, which was eventful, um, as our teams uh, will will show, and also um, as we'll we'll examine in the rough with the smooth section. Um, So, Josh, um, welcome back, and you welcome back at the top of the tree here. With 60, I'm surprised by that. Yeah, 62 points, um, but you took a four-point hit, so yeah, 58. Not bad, above average, uh, 48 was the average um so just for the benefit of those listening on the podcast martinez um in goal coleman dallas and diaz and then you had Grealish, salah son gunduan who you captained and fernandez and up front antonio and calvert lewin um cancelo was uh not playing so you were due to he, he was due to play but then dallas came in for seven points so not bad there um so what, what was your four point here what were your transfers yeah, so I um, I took out uh, Suchek for Grealish, mm-hmm. um, and I took out Patrick Bamford for uh, for Dominic Calvert Lewin. So um, yeah, it could have been a could have been a whopper. Could have been yeah. I think seventy five. I think I would have got if I'd have just done the the uh, Suchek mm-hmm. to Grealish, and um, yeah. obviously would have also not taken a hit. But these things happen. Yes, and, he just uh, happened to yeah. annoyingly <laughs> return to form. I just... wasn't the only one. I, no, uh, no I, you I, weren't I, the only one. I was they scanning were... through some uh, some other people who did it, and even um, Magnus Carlsen, yes. who uh, we all we all visualise as being. We, we uh... talked about it on the Scoutcast last week, you know, didn't we, Seb? With you know, we were looking at Bamford's downturn in stats. We also yeah. we, we debunked the myth that they were all tired because they're professional athletes, and. Um, yeah, we all thought that Everton, we gambled on Everton, um, yeah. but it didn't quite Great pay pictures. off, but you know, I think we did. Yeah. So, um, was it, you know, for me, it didn't, didn't feel like a great, great game week. Um, tiniest of red arrows. I think it was about mm. 600 places. Um, so still hovering around the 160 K mark. Um, and, uh, yeah, move on okay. to, uh, to this week. Yes, well, let's hope for this week will be a little less exciting, hopefully. Um, here, here's my team. I don't get it. And I don't know. This is like me for the whole season. I don't understand what is going on. I've got, okay, I've got 59 points, but I took a four point hit, so I've got 55. Um, so I'm reasonably happy with that after getting 48 points. But this is a real rough with a smooth week. So <laughs> I captained Mane, who didn't play. Um, I vice captain Gunduan, who I got in. I also got in Calvert-Lewin and I removed Dale Stevens and Kane. So I removed two non-players really for two players that blanked and somehow have come up even on that. Um, so the team I've ended up with um, following Mitchell being replaced by Kufal, Stones being replaced by Dallas and Mane being replaced by first sub Bamford, which I was a bit happy with. Um, so I've got Edison in goal, Justin, Kufal, Dallas ended up playing. Uh, Gunduan, Suchek, Salah with his 15 points, Fernandez, Bamford, Antonio and Calvert-Lewin. So only two or three players got me all those points. Um, the slight annoyance is that I was really backing Liverpool against West Ham, hence, hence captaining Mane. And I didn't vice-captain Salah because I didn't want to captain 
the same two players have a vice captain the same just in case something happened I didn't want the same match you know the match could have been called off could have been Covid whatever um, so, I, so I went with Gundogan because I knew he was playing um, but I wasn't wholly convinced I thought he could have got something but I wasn't convinced because Sheffield United's defensive stats were quite good so that was a bit annoying but then again you know I can't complain because I mean look at the, the, the jam on the automatic substitutions there um, 26 points in basically including the captaincy. Um, um, so hopefully I'll go into next week and I won't need it. Need to go to the third sub. Um, I, I can't remember the last time I've gone to the third sub. Um, let's have a look at your team, Seb. So you've got 45 <laughs> points, minus four. Yeah. And, and we'll come to who's in and out in a second. But I'll say for the, for the podcast viewers, um, for the podcast listeners, sorry, Martinez in goal, Kilman, Stones not playing, Robertson, Fernandez, Son, Salah, Gundogan, are you captained? Antonio Watkins, Calvert Lewin up top, um, and then on the bench, well, Sanchez. Okay, Sanchez for Brighton, Mountain. So you, you did you did better for the goalkeeper. Sacco didn't play. Dyer didn't play. Cancelo didn't play. Mm-hmm. Um, who was in and out? And what a week for reliable players not to turn up. Yeah, so we'll cover the cover the transfers quickly. I took out Suchek, went to Gundogan, captained him, mm-hmm. um, brought in uh, brought in Calvert Lewin for Bamford. So I I think there's a nice little a nice little division between luck and a bad decision there. Mm. If you'll excuse me, short story time, I would say <laughs> it come, kind of comes back to being being a Leeds fan and having my team in the Premier League for the first time at the beginning of the season. I wanted to avoid you know the having a team I've never had one in there before mm. will I be biased will I not I was determined not to do that yeah the way I kind of settled on it is to kind of put leads aside so I think I think I'm decent at analyzing leads I know how we play I know how our players are going to turn mm. up maybe the points they'll score but I maybe can't quite disconnect that emotion so I was like I'll just leave leads alone it's fine there are other players who can do the job we obviously saw that leads played very well a lot of people owned them so I did eventually go to leads players but mm. maybe not as hard as I should have done ultimately though that ended up in having Bamford and I think I was looking for a reason to get rid of him. So, you know, I wanted to go back to my happy state of not owning any Leeds players. Mm-hmm. And so this opportunity, you know, we talked about it last week. We saw Everton having their players back, having okay fixtures. Now, yeah, their stats weren't brilliant leading up to it, but we thought there was an opportunity there to see something changing. And we also saw a very small dip in Leeds' form, which, you know, hasn't really continued this week, although it's not been where it was in previous weeks. And I think those two things combined convinced me that this is a move I should make. I don't think it was a good move. I think I made a mistake. We'll see what I'm going to do about it later. But it's just an it's an interesting way to look at how we play FPL. Well, I think and the things we can bring in, the mistakes we can. Make. I, I, you know, as we discussed on the Scoutcast last week, it, it had logic, and we knew that with Everton backing Everton. I mean, Ted came on and he 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 went triple Everton. He took took minus eight. Um, we we were like dipped our toe <laughs> into Everton, and 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 that's what we were doing. We were gambling. We knew that their stats weren't strong, but we also knew that all their creative players had been injured or out, um, and so they were signed to come back. Um, they're only really missing Allen, and it's a big it, miss though. It's a, it's a big miss. It turns out, yeah. Um, I think the most surprising thing was they almost still played like they did against Leicester. Mm. So we saw them really dropping in, mm. playing quite defensively and tight against Leicester, which is fine. Yeah, we thought they'd maybe change that. I don't really think they did. What Cavan Lewin yeah. had like one shot, two shots. Yeah. Hamez created no chances. I don't think. I at think. Least um, I think they 
I mean, you see the amount of fouls that they uh, they made on Hammers. Um, he just they just completely blunted his creativity mm. and output, yeah. and I think that was really really important to. Well, they, kicked, um, they kicked him to to gates and yeah, Shelby was Shelby was kicking lumps out yeah. of him, and yeah. um, I think that was really important. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he fares against Leeds. I have to say, the last time. Um, they faced each other, Everton and Leeds, and, and Leeds came away with a 1-0 win. Um, Hammers really struggled to get into the game because it was a very, very, mm-hmm. as as it is always with Leeds, a very fast-paced game. And he's someone that really needs a bit more, you know, time mm-hmm. on the ball, you know, and, and looking for, for the right pass and stuff. So it'd be interesting, probably more of a game that suits Richarlison over uh, over over uh, James Rodriguez. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he fares. Yeah, there. I thought that as well with Richarlison. I thought, I watched Richarlison play in that Newcastle game and I thought, mm. eh, I don't know, I think against the Leeds, Richarlison could do all right. Yeah, yeah oh yeah. I mean, you know, you, you, uh, uh, someone running behind, yeah. you know, in the lines and whatnot. Yeah, he's just been really disappointed with Richarlison this season. But I think, yeah, he could be a good good, good match for him. Uh, Not that it, anyone's considering well, going there. But... I think, like, <laughs> I think, like, the thing with Leeds is interesting we we typically this season have been weak to strong direct runners. So Maximum scored caused us some problems when he came on and other players have. So yeah, good job on Richarlison. I think the Hames look is interesting. He if he has that time, sure. And he's you know, he's good at creating his own time. But if we man mark him correctly, we're probably a good team to shut him down. The thing that's really interesting is when Leicester switched to their three four three against us, which did them so well in our mm. first meeting, they took us apart. We approached it differently. So, you know, I think if we listen to this before, I've described a few times how we man mark across the pitch, leave someone free at the back. Won't go into it too much because it's kind of hard to describe without a graphic. But rather than matching up, up uh, matching up at sort of in the midfield up front and leaving someone free at the back, we switched it. So everyone at the back was occupied and we had the free man, Dallas, I think it was, in the middle, which meant we didn't get overloaded in those central areas. If you remember last time, someone like Barnes running through, Okay, he did score that goal against us, but then we pretty much managed to prevent that sort of stuff, especially, like I say, when they switched to their 3-4-3. If Everton take a similar approach, I think we can cope with it. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, we, it was good to see Leeds back because we've been relying on them, the likes of Bamford, Dallas, um, to do to do well for a lot of this season and bail us out. And, um, and, and so it transpired for many managers um let's move on to rough with the smooth and i basically just got one one or two one or two roughs but we're going to put this guy up here so this guy um is ashley howard um he he sort of gone a bit viral this week um because he wild carded into this so um now okay so the team is he got 12 points he wild carded into 12 points he's got areola Stones didn't play, Cancelo didn't play, Justin one point, Ariola one point, Sterling captain didn't play, Mane vice captain didn't play, Suchek blank, Fernandez blank, Antonio blank, Calvert Lewin blank, Lacazette blank, and on his bench to add, add salt into the wounds, Martinez got 10 points, um, Saka didn't play, Mitchell didn't play, Peters one point. Um, it's not a bad side, Mane was on form, <laughs> Sterling was a good choice. It's not, nice. is it? I mean, you look at that, and there's not really anyone in that starting eleven no, it's, that it's, you go no. terrible choice. So and I, even on the bench, I'd say apart from Peters, yeah. 
they're all, you know, Saka and Mitchell, Martins. It's, 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 it's a decent side. And I, and I messaged Ashley on um, on Twitter um, to, to have a look at his previous team. I'm not going to put his previous team up. But essentially, it was well wildcardable. Half half them would... It was the likes of Kane. Um, I mean, as it transpired, Mane. But half the team was injured, not playing anyway. <laughs> not, not because they were being rotated. It was just long-term injuries. Um, and it was he had Bamford was his main loss. But apart from that, he was quite happy to jettison all of them. He's, I think, okay, he's looking at 12 points. His rank has gone down from 630k or so to 1.2 million or so. Um, and he's looking at that. But I think we all, we all discussed before we came on air, this, this is a good team. I'd be happy, having seen his previous team, I wouldn't be happy going ahead with that. But this is a nice team. Can Stones and Cancelo could should play. Um, yeah, all three of them. Stones, Cancelo, Sterling should all start, hmm. uh, and the rest of them look good. You know, it's. Uh, I definitely think uh, if he's if he's listening hmm. or watching, um, you know, roll your transfer. Yeah. Captain, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, I know Mane might be out, but you know, apart from Mane. Roll your transfer. Well, yeah, Matt, or, or if he if he's and, out, yeah. just do Mane to Salah. There we go. See, I mean, yeah, he's, he's go. even got really. a really good structure <laughs> of price yeah. points. Um, but anyway, Ashley um, works for PRS Music. He's in, he does things with dance music there. So he's got a really cool job. Um, he's been a good sport for coming on for for letting us uh, air his team here. He's the kind of man. That women want to sleep with and men want to have a drink with. He's a great guy. And so, Ashley, well done. Despite your viral 12-point wildcard, um, onwards and upwards. Um, looking at some of the other ones, uh, the suspended one, he got Wilson. Uh, well, sorry, he sold Wilson for Kane the previous week and then got Kane in on an early transfer, then had to take a hit to do Kane to Calvert-Lewin. So... You can see the lost points there, and he'd be better off if he'd done absolutely nothing, uh, which is rather annoying there. Smooths, plenty of smooths though. Cancelo um, uh, uh, proved a, a, a very good captain um, for Danny B. Cancelo, captain, and Son, and obviously didn't play there, uh, but he got Bellerin and Holding off the bench, and Salah became his captain. So, um, yeah, good, good stuff there. AJ, Sterling captaincy, um, holding off the bench came in um, and the captaincy switched to Salah. He ended up with 92 points with all of that going on. So it's one of those things, like my, my week, but better, <laughs> where you're doing absolutely disastrously and then you suddenly get all these points coming in off the bench. Um, Adam Jenkins, meanwhile, is now top of our members league. He's up to fifth overall in the overall rankings. Um, and also our um, members league, Fancy Football Scout members league, is the top rated in the whole of FPL at the moment. It's the top rated league. Uh, meanwhile, Kevin Rose is top of our mini league and up to sixth overall. Um, so, yeah, some intriguing rough with the smooths there. Um, we're going to move on to our first topic, which is looking at Son and Spurs, really, and how they're doing without Kane. And I'm going to turn I'm going to turn to our old mate Ashley again because he put up a tweet which I quite liked. He said, I thought my fantasy team was bad, but then I watched Spurs and now I feel a bit better about it. That's how bad Spurs were without Kane against my side, Brighton. 
um, and actually summed that up quite well. Um, we had quite a few questions about that. They, I mean, they were they were well beaten by Brighton, and Brighton's defensive stats at home were certain to come to fruition. Um, but Spurs were toothless without Harry Kane, and um, we wonder where that leaves Son in our plans, whether we own him or not. Um, I'm in the I'm in the group of managers that don't own him, but there's nearly, as I said, nearly sixty percent of the game own him. Um, he, he's well owned, but he obviously needs his mate back uh, in Kane. Um, plus, in game week twenty three, on paper he just looks the absolute best bet, um, but that paper looks pretty worthless now. Um, had some community questions. Um, Dean, time to get rid of Son or hold on to him? Bino uh, says Son, a great player, but Spurs look ropey. Um, and FPLT, what to do with Spurs, especially if Kane misses that West Brom match in game week 23. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put up um, a couple of pictures of stats up on the screen here. And a nice picture of Kane hugging some. To, uh, uh, but these are the stats from that Brighton match. And they can you can see there that it's, um, it's, it's, a, it's, it's Vinicius. <laughs> It was that we had the most shots inside the box. He had two shots on target, but no big chances. So he was, in fact, the most effective player in Kane's absence. And, and even then, he wasn't that effective. Um, Son had created two chances. He had a shot on target. No big chances. Bale, pretty much useless, created a chance. Sissoko, a chance. Um, Bergwijn, a chance. Lucas Moura, a shot inside the box. These are poor. These are poor. And the fixtures coming up aren't. Great. Chelsea next. That West Brom game. But then they got City after that. Then West Ham United away. That could be okay, as we saw with Liverpool, if Kane's back. And then Burnley at home. So some good, some bad. Josh, what do you reckon? Are you, are you are, Remind me of your team again, but do you have Son and I were do. you thinking of getting him? Yeah. No, I've got him. Yeah. I've got him in at the moment. Um, he's going nowhere. Um, I mean, I, I would say he's a don't buy, don't sell. Classic example at the moment. Um, yes, you you know, 23, uh, game week 23, he's looking uh, with, with, with obviously Kane not there to compete against for captaincy. He's looking like the obvious captain at home to West Brom game week 23. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just uh, stick with it. Um, you know, it's a bit like uh, Calvert-Lewin away to, uh, sorry, at home to Newcastle this week. You know, you can't judge a player on one game. Um, you know, Everton had a, had a bad day, Spurs had a bad day and um, hopefully, you know, both teams will be coming coming back with a bang. I think Mourinho will, will get into them. I'd, I'd be very surprised if Bale starts um, against uh, Chelsea. He didn't have a great game. So um, I think that um, they'll be up for that game. And uh, So in, in game week 23, I mean, you're as a Son owner, you're going to captain him against West Brom I presume I mean uh, you know he's 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 currently that's currently the plan but um, you know we'll just see what happens uh, in, in the next game and and, and, and you know what so, other info we have by then really but yeah he, he's the obvious one you've also got Bruno at home to Everton which isn't a which isn't a terrible captaincy um, apart from that it's pretty slim pickings though really San Antonio against Fulham I'm looking at possibly. I mean, I don't own Son, and I, if yeah. Kane's not back, I'm not getting him in because I just think Fulham are a much improved side, really, and um, I think they uh, they don't seem to be a particularly easy captain, you know, for anyone. Fulham they seem to be a lot a, a lot better defensively now. So, Seb, uh, you're a, you're a, you're a Son owner. Yeah, um, and he, I would say the main reason I own him is for captaining in that week. Obviously, this right. is before we knew yeah. Kane got mm. injured. 
but it it looked like we've named a few people but i think if on form if with kane he was the standout of course form being the thing something that interests me is the you know we know in the past when kane's out son goes up front typically has done better Mm. i feel i won't run through all the stats but all his numbers basically take an uptick for example last season uh without kane versus son so far this season with kane xg per 90 0.59 versus 0.35 xa versus uh per 90 0.08 versus 0.12 so the only one that's up Mm. with kane shots in the box 3.1 to 1.4 and it goes on like that so you're seeing you know just under a doubling the only thing with me for that though is son and kane are playing differently this year to how Mm. they have in the past they've assisted each other in the past they've played well sure they've never had this record it's something very silly Mm. they're they're assisting and goal scoring record between each other and the key thing where we're saying, oh, but when Kane isn't up front, Son plays up front. Well, Kane hasn't been up front this year. And Son, okay, he started on the left, but he ends up up front. You know, where he makes yeah, all those runs are straight through the middle. Yeah. So I you think also, if, if anything, um, he's going to be damaged by Kane being up because he's not going to move, but he hasn't got his supplier anymore. You also got to think in the past, you know, Spurs were very much about Ali and Ericsson and Stan and Kane. And now it's very much like there's, there's two guys, Son and Kane. They absolutely dominate the goal involvement. So without one of them, you know, maybe it's going to have a greater impact than it has done in the past. And um, maybe Sun's uh, stats and, and, and overall play will be will be really impacted. I think you know you've just you know no one's going to captain him this week against Chelsea. It's 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 a watch and and um you know see how he gets on see how spurs do and what what changes there is from, think, from Mourinho I, for that I mean, game and then judge what to do for the west brom match you can you can i mean we're going to everyone's going to hold him for that game mm-hmm. they just may not captain him um and then it's an easy sell for city yeah and it would be it, fair to say that they overperformed if so i if i get season. if i get son in and yeah. kane's not back i won't captain him and it will be a pure shield pick because he's owned by 60% of the team so who would you um, enjoy? Um, I'd be looking at possibly. I like the look of Danny Ings against Newcastle, and I would be looking to move Calvert Lewin onto Ings because yeah, that's always been nice. my thought. I, I see Calvert Lewin Ings as not the same striker, but same sort of general price range. I think it's about a million difference. Um, and I think Ings against Newcastle could be good. I did like the look of Southampton, even though they didn't. Didn't uh, they were? I thought they were desperately unlucky with some of the decisions. And was it a, a bum or an arm, <laughs> something offside? It was one of those yeah. ridiculous um, offsides. Um, but looking at that as well, I think Antonio against Fulham. Um, I think it's going to be another week uh, like the one just yeah. gone in terms of captaincy, unless unless Sun and Tottenham look a lot. I better. think it is. I think it's going to be another one of those weeks. Um, yeah. I think. I think. The, I think a lot of people are going to be on Son. Yeah. But but. but he, he wouldn't be for me. And I'm not even sure I would get him in without that. I think I prefer... So I have Mane at the moment. If 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 Mane... I've got Suchek as my first sub. This is coming up for the current week. If Mane is definitely out, I'll be looking to replace him. But I'm actually probably looking at maybe Grealish or maybe one of the differentials that we're going to talk about a bit later. Um, but, but Son without Kane is not... That's, that's, I don't know. That's just not, that's not a whole person. <laughs> I'm not buying a whole person. I'm buying half no. a player. I'm buying like All the All I'll say is um, Mourinho's record against, you know, other top six teams has always been fantastic. He'll mm. 
you know, and he's and he's and he's the best tactician when it comes to these games. So you know, he'll 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 and they'll give Chelsea a fantastic. Yeah, game. Chelsea. I'll be, I'll be looking. I'll be interesting that game. But I would have some would have to do pretty well in that. Yeah, um, for me, I think if I was going to go away from Son, I'd just keep it simple and go for Bruno at home to Everton. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a really good bet as well. Um, Although well, I mean, even his, you know, he's been down recently. Maybe just because he hasn't been I getting think, penalties. I think it's a Salah situation. I think it's just a matter of time. Yeah. Also, we need um, Salah had a game without Mane. We need um, we need Bruno to have a game without Pogba because it seems like he's uh, impacting his yeah, stats too. It's, a, it's the same. Yeah, same thing really. Um, so, well, I mean. What a lot of people want to know what to do with Son. I mean, the I think the consensus would be keep, Just monitor Chelsea. He's possibly captainable against West Brom, but probably only if Kane is back. But but nevertheless, worth a go. And it happens to fall in a week where where there's not a lot of other options, um, th- which is why like this week where I went for Mane, I'll probably be looking elsewhere. I think because I'm not sure myself. But that's me as a non-owner. Um, Let's have a look at a bit of Pep Roulette. Now, Seb, sure. what's this about? So Pep Roulette is back. I mean, has it ever gone away? But this week in particular, I think it hit us hard. No one bar Edison, possibly Diaz, seems safe. I mean, Cancelo has possibly been the closest after that. People want to know, what do we do with our city assets and who out of them are safe? Uh, Jules asks Pep Roulette, how many are safe and who is worth the risk? Yeah, I just and put I guess... Jules' question in there because it just summed up everyone else. Everyone was saying the same thing. So she was the first. Absolutely. And I guess, I guess you know, that's quite a nice way of phrasing the question because they're almost two different questions. Who's safe? Edison, like you said, probably Diaz, although I wouldn't be surprised if he gets one eventually, especially with Laporte back and looking okay. But then who's worth the risk is a different question. For me... Cancelo really is. If he gets a rest one in six, something like that, I think he might have averaged so far, I'll take it, especially if he doesn't come off the bench. Last time he got a rest, he did come off the bench. Now, I didn't have, you know, I had Dyer and uh, and a Kilman on the bench, so that didn't really help me. But what you want from a player who doesn't start and a decent bench is for them to not get a minute. I'd be satisfied with that. And then John Stones is cheap. You can arguably just stick him on the bench for the poorer fixtures. What do you two reckon? Um, Josh, do you want to have a go first? I think, uh, yeah, I mean, Diaz is great. I, I've just, um, you know, t- to mention, I've, I've I'm currently got Diaz, Cancelo and Gundogan. So I had Diaz, Cancelo and KDB uh, for a while and then moved KDB to Gundogan. Um, and I think in terms of players that are, that, that are nailed, um, uh, I think Edison, yeah, 100%, Diaz. Um, and I do think Gundogan, I think... Um, the the way that the the fixtures uh, have fallen, yes, they've got the game obviously coming up against uh, against Burnley, uh, and then they've got the massive game against Liverpool. But it's all about their FA Cup draw. There's a lot of Premier League teams that have got tough draws. They've got Swansea, so it's it's a game that they can afford to rest. Diaz, Gundogan, um, etc., and um, and still you would have thought. Um, get through to the next round. Um, whereas, you know, like I said, with other Premier League teams, they are going to still be putting out, you know, their full strength team. So I see it perfect that, you know, the likes of Diaz and Gundogan, who have played every minute, you know, or, or not not every minute, but they've started all the recent games. I think they'll play the next two. I think they'll get their rest against Swansea. I think Gundogan's an interesting one because we've spoken loads about his role in the team. 
I don't think there's anyone else who there can isn't. play that role. No, exactly. And especially and with De Bruyne out, he needs that playmaker. Yeah, I think, you know, the, the, the closest thing they've got to it is is Foden. And Foden of those, of those you know, uh, front men is the one that's played the most minutes recently. He's actually played even more minutes than Gundogan. So, yeah, if he, he, I think um, definitely it will be uh, Foden that will probably be due arrest this game. I think up. in the league, at least, not someone, you know, in the chat, by all means, please check me on this and tell me if I'm wrong, but... In the league, at least, I think Foden hasn't started centrally. It has always been out on that left. Maybe his yeah, future is there. I think it might have been the FA Cup game. Who did they play? They beat in the last round. Um, I think he was on the left. There was like a four-four-one-one there, and I think he was right. still on the left for that. He, you know, he's going to come a bit central, but yeah, his future is in the middle. We think, but for yeah. now, well, again, gonna, we know we've all read that left. article about you know Laporta and all that. We know he doesn't do the role that Pep wants in the middle. We know only Gundogan can do that. Mm-hmm. With KDB out, what the closest they've got is Bernardo Silva and Cancelo in terms of supplementary playmakers. Yeah, and I don't think they'll they'll use Cancelo directly there. I think he'll always start as a right back and then they'll move to a back three and he'll come into the middle. I don't think he'll start as a central midfielder at the beginning of the game with Kyle Walker playing right back. I just don't think that's how he wants to use it. What about you, Jay? Um, so what I've got, I've got Edison and Stones. I've got Stones because at some point around Christmas, I wanted a cheap, reliable defender. And I, I was, I'd was i gone through a few weeks where I had nothing in the bank every week. I had no flexibility. I wanted to give myself like a million um, in the bank. So I sold, I can't remember who it was who, who went now in defence, but um, it gave me a million. So that, that was John Stones' value to me. Obviously it transpired that it was, it was, a, it was a much better option um, especially in that double game week. And I got Edison recently because um, I did have money in the bank. I'm probably going to wild card around game week 26 at some point. Um, and I thought for a few weeks I can go uh, assume my my normal strategy of having a cheap, reliable goalkeeper and go for an expensive one. And one of the reasons I thought, I thought there's going to be rotation with City in defence. Edison's probably going to escape that. In fact, he's definitely going to escape that. So, and as it transpired this week, I got that Man City clean sheet with Edison. I missed out with Stones, but at least I got that one. I didn't have like none. And and they're so good in defence at the moment. I really wanted to get that. But um, yeah, I think Diaz and Edison are probably, the, if you want reliable, if you want the chance of more points, Cancelo and Diaz are probably probably the ones to get because you get that reliability. What I've done is I've had a look at the minutes um, and this is the last 10 matches. And this shows that um, only one player started all 10 there. Um, Edison missed out once. I think that was through injury though or suspension. COVID. It was COVID. That was it. It was COVID. Thank you. I was, I was racking my brains. Why did he, I knew he missed a fixture, but mm. I couldn't think why. COVID, exactly. Um, so, Diaz, so Diaz and Edison are the only ones who have been... Of, uh, who have played when they have been available so every time they're available they play Diaz Edison are the ones um, also with Edison you would expect he's not su- he's not subbed off he's never a sub always starts if he's plays Diaz as well he's played the full 900 minutes out of those 10 um, of those 10 fixtures there he's not been subbed off he's not subbed on they're very, very reliable. And then you start moving into the other ones who, for out of amongst of those, is probably Gunduan. As you were saying, he plays a particular role within the team. 
Um, he has had nine starts, um, but he has been subbed off four times. So I think what you're getting with... Fine with that. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think what you're getting... Was with, there 3-0 up? That's not a problem. Exactly. And chances are he may have been involved with one or two of them as well. So that's absolutely fine. Um, Cancelo has had eight starts, however, um, and he's been subbed on once. That's the bit you don't want to see. For a defender with Man City, they're cruising to a clean sheet. The last thing you want to see is your is 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 that defender that you've got in your side and you've got a good bench and then they come on for one pointer what you want is them not to show up like the case of stones or cancelo and then you get the likes of dallas coming in um so yeah that's i guess not- the only I- thing the only thing with cancelo is that if he does come on for 30 minutes yeah you've got a lot chance. more chance of getting something out of him than you have a, a, a normal defender coming on for 30 minutes do you know what i mean he, and he's not a normal and with stones you get rests with stones you get complete rests yeah so he's had yeah. eight starts he's not subbed on at all he's not you know not obviously not subbed off either so if it's diaz and stones it's diaz and stones if it's diaz and someone else diaz and someone else stones does not come on for that one pointer that's so far and this is a 10 game sample so i haven't just done it four games i've done it the last 10 games and then you're looking i at would the... be very happy to say though that for cancelo i would i would put my neck on the line and say he is possibly the best defensive option in the game but what he gives you when he's not being rested is superior to what someone else gives he's you the only one that you can you... he's the only one that you can currently call a captain option and the only reason why that is is because liverpool uh, just not a full strength at the back. No. Um, so you can't look at the likes of Trent as a captain option. Um, you know, Cancelo, yeah, he's just been fantastic this season. And um, I think he, I think we've not even seen the best of him from a points perspective either. So I think, I think currently the way it looks, if you're looking at minutes, you're looking at reliability, their role in the team, their ceiling and floor as players. If you want to go beige like me, beige upside, slight improvement chaser, um, Edison's your man. He's, he's a six-point man, maybe seven points, but he'll play. Um, Diaz, if you want the off chance of more, perhaps bon- bonus as well. Um, you know, very reliable. And Cancelo, he is the guy with the higher ceiling. He's the guy that could get you a double-digit return. May do, may not, but he's the guy you're going to go for um, if you're going an upside chaser. And then Gundogan is reliable in midfield. And then obviously be looking at De Bruyne. But I think with the likes of Sterling, I think he'll play against Burnley. But um, I think that's the chance you take. I think that's the chance you've always, it's always been the way with Sterling. If you're a Sterling owner for the last two or three years, that's the chance you take. He might get 20 points, he might not show up. I will say on Edison, I feel like the question with him, though, is the rest of your team. So if you're taking that goalkeeping spot to be Edison, we've all got loads of money at the moment, mm. so maybe that doesn't matter. Yeah. But if I want a Burnley defence, I pretty much have to have Pope, probably. Even Villa, OK, target cash are decent, but Martinez has been a good hold. There are other goalkeepers around, McCarthy at a point. Also, I think Edison probably has the lowest points potential mm. out of those City defensive options. So while I respect your shout for it and I understand it, if I was wildcarding right now, Edison would yeah. not be my man. If I was wildcarding right now, he wouldn't yeah, be my man. Fair, fair. <laughs> I'd be happy to carry City defenders, I think, even into this poorer run of fixtures. Because when you look at it, is it actually that poor? They have Burnley, cool. Liverpool away, Tottenham at home. Liverpool, bad, fine. Tottenham at home, well, they're mid-table for XG and have been overperforming. Mm. We've just talked about how Son might not score. Yeah. Arsenal away, they're just above Tottenham in terms of XG. I mean, they've got they've got Liverpool away in 23. We will see how good defensively they are then. 
because that's the hardest game there is to yeah. play, right? Yeah. As as a if you're City, that's their toughest fixture. The, and and um, for me, I mean, I think yes, I think they're they're, they're playable in every fixture. And I, I would probably go as far as saying I cannot remember a better defensive team in the Premier League since it's since it started than City right now I think they're they're on another level to what I've seen in recent years um, and um, yeah go, just going back to that point about Edison yeah I completely agree if we want a wild card um, that I think he's he's a, he's a temporary measure whilst they've got good fixtures at all for those like me who are probably going to wild card at some point in the next few weeks um, he's quite a good one but yeah I don't I don't feel wholly comfortable having a six million um, goalkeeper, but I think you know, came in handy this week, and I think there's going to be there's going to be the odd week where he's going to do that um, for the next three or four weeks. And you know, they've got some good doubles to come as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Goalkeepers uh, do well in double game uh, weeks. That's the other thing. Um, I've had Edison before in double game weeks. He is great in double game weeks because you're getting your clean sheets there. And if he pulls out anything else, any form of bonus or saves or penalty save, anything like that. You know, it just really adds to it. So, you know, you can be looking at, say, 15 points over two games. And maybe that's the one where you're really protecting yourself for rotation because there's probably three days between those fixtures. Yeah. And as we've just looked at, we know Edison is nailed. So maybe, I said I didn't want Edison, maybe that is the one time I I would consider it just to nail on those those two fixtures. And I I think I would do it again with the doubles, depending on what those doubles were. So, yeah, as as Josh was pointing out, if it's Liverpool... (laughs) Then I'm going to think, well, maybe I might not get a clean sheet there, and then that's the that's the end of my Edison dreams. But I think you know, he's, I think as you said, we've got loads of money in the bank at the moment. There's no KDB, there's no Vardy, there's no Kane. There's people. I mean, some people have got like seven, eight million in the bank. This is they've got a player in their bank, um, a good player as well somewhere. They're just hoarding it. So you know, why not spend a million or two million of that on the likes of Edison? Just just because I can't not. Josh saying uh, best defence in the league that you reckon you've seen in, I guess, long enough. Would you, so I would go, I mean, Liverpool from 18 months ago, I think it's, I think it's close. I think there's differences in their numbers and, you know, what we see with the eye test. But for me, do you reckon that Chelsea side, Mourinho's, Mourinho's Chelsea? Mm. My memory's not that good. Um, (laughs) John Terry. And I'm a Chelsea fan. Um, no, I, I just think I just think they're just incredible. I think I think Ruben Diaz is one of the best centre backs I've seen for a long, long time, and he's like twenty three or something. I think he could win PFA Player of the Year quite easily. Ooh, big um, I think um, he's he's incredible. I think obviously the, the, they've got a bit of depth as well. Like Laporte is their third choice centre back. Um, you know they've got two fantastic right backs. They need to sort the left back problem, but you know they've still got lots of options there. So. Laporte can even play left back comfortably. So, and and the thing is, you know, they've got some good sense. It's the way, the other thing is, it's the way they set up. They set up every single game with two defensive midfielders um, or, or players that, that are traditionally defensive midfielders in, in Rodri and Gundogan or, or Fernandinho. And I think for that reason, it gives a very, very solid back four even more stability and security with those two defensive midfielders you don't normally see teams doing that I guess I would say the difference between the Chelsea side and say this City side and I think Chelsea have the record for clean sheets but you know City haven't quite had this defensive form all season so fair enough it's you know that's just how seasons fall 
the difference, I guess, is how they defend. That Chelsea side are very much defending, defending, yeah. if you like, John Terry and friends. Yeah. City defend as much by just keeping the ball away Possession. from you and you away from the goal. You know, Ruben Diaz does his defending on the halfway line. Yeah. Which is probably why I reckon, in the past I reckon, seen... I reckon they'll potentially break the clean sheet record. I'll say that. I reckon they'll be up there with um, Liverpool. was not last season, was it? It was actually the season before. Um I think, yeah, but you, you're spot on. I think it's, it's, it's a combination of two things. It's possession and that's how City play and that's how we... they stop teams from scoring goals. But then also on top of the possession, it is man for man. But to, um, the defenders to, to, bring, that team. to bring matters back to the fancy Premier League, are <laughs> Diaz and Stones and co the best defence, FPL defence we've ever seen in the history of the universe or... Or, for example, I would say that Ferdinand and Vidic were absolutely extraordinary um, for you goal scoring, assists and clean sheets. And I also thought John Terry and pretty much whoever he played with and yeah. uh, the Chelsea bat line. And as FPL assets, because they were reliable, they played. This was back in an era as well when they would play every week. There was less rotation. There was yeah. less rotation and they had goals in them. Whereas I look mm. at this Man City defence and as an FPL manager, I just want to cry and weep <laughs> because I don't know whether they're going to play or not. And yeah, Diaz is good and Stones is good. But then Laporte comes in and then there's Nathan Ake. What's he going to He's going to fit in somewhere. And, and as an FPL manager, they're a complete nightmare. But yeah, I do think you know they're good in real terms, but in FPL terms, they're a pain in the bum. <laughs> You know what? You're talking about differentiating there. So I wonder if it's time to yeah, yeah, let's move talk on. about differentiating our picks. Yeah, Good so talking of amazing defenders, this chap, Alonso, <laughs> came in like back back from the past and put in an awesome display. Um, so yeah, Josh, we're gonna give we're giving you the, the chance to pick a differential this week, but we sort of moved it up the schedule um, because we had so many questions about differentials and things. So Josh, over to you. So, um, Cancelo, Gundogan and Antonio have been among the last differential, sorry, the latest differential pick successes. Um, Seb's Matty Cashpunt came good this week. Mm. Ted's Bertrand Traore is looking a maybe. Uh, so, it's me. I'm up next. Uh, my last one, if anyone remembers it from when I was on last time, which was a, yes. a month or two ago, was Harvey Barnes. I know. I, I, I mocked you openly You on mocked show. me. But on Twitter, how? you mocked me on the show. I walked you everywhere. And, I went around your house. I was shouting at your were, window at night. <laughs> and people were captaining him last week, Joe. So uh, clearly, clearly, he there was an upturn in form. And uh, yeah, he's, he's looked fantastic recently. Um, anyway, so um, yeah, 5% or, or, or under um, for the next four, four games. It's not the most exciting pick. Um, but if I'm honest with you, I, I've gone for a defender because... I think there's a fair few people that are in the market for a non-Man City defender at the moment. Um, so I've gone for Luke Shaw, um, who is 2.9% owned. Um, he is 4.8 million, which is a bargain for any Man United defender. Um, so over the last five game weeks for all defenders, he's first for chances created with 14. He's first for big chances created with three. He's second for crosses with 48. He's second for touches in the penalty box with 19. He's third for baseline bonus. Um, you know, all the uh, all the stuff that's not goals, assists mm. and clean sheets. Um, he's first for um, expected assists, 1.68. And he's first 
for expected goal involvement with 1.80. Yeah, I completely that's approve. That's after we've just waxed wax lyrical about yeah. um, all the City defenders. I've been I've been mentioning Luke Shaw because he's been creeping up those chance creation tables. Um, it's it's not quite coming to fruition. With, you know, not getting the assists he deserves to get for those underlying stats. But looking at the fixtures: Southampton, Everton, West Brom, and Newcastle. Next four. I think there's at least two clean sheets in that and yeah. there's the assist potential as well. So I think, yeah, good good choice for me. The only counter argument I would say on it is that, you know, Alex Tellez could potentially play one of those games. But I think at 4.8 million, if, if Shaw played three of four games or potentially Shaw plays all four and Tellez plays in the FA Cup, um, I think he's definitely worth worth the money, especially, you know, uh, the likes of City defenders, Cancelo, Stones, etc. They're they're likely to miss one of one of four anyway. So it's it's no different the situation. I yeah, I would say like the only thing I can find wrong with that pick is conversion rate. You know, you mentioned he's top of all you know stats and expected stats. Conversion rate so far hasn't been there. It's not all his fault. Maybe his crosses aren't the best, but it's luck. The finishing isn't the best. Yeah, and you and you mentioned it. Just the tellers. I would say that next game against Southampton on Tuesday possibly if we're sure playing at the weekend is a rest because we saw that last time we had this schedule but even if you take three of the four there could be two clean sheets and then attacking return the only thing i would say is that the last time they rested Shaw in the league and played tellers they got beaten by sheffield united so i yeah, think solskjaer might feel a little bit against doing it again bearing in mind that was a pretty shocking result at home as well so, yeah, that's my pick, Luke Shaw. As I said, not the most exciting and uh, sexy pick, but uh, he's definitely good value for money and his stats are incredible at the moment. No, I, I rate it. And you can actually put him in a team as well. You know, he, he could be in people's back threes. I mean, I, I think, you know, since Fancy Football Scout's been going, you know, one of the underlining principles of underlying stats and produce, getting, getting all this information from Opta is that looking at underlying stats, we use that to predict future form. And so, and I'm I'm still a firm believer that underlying stats over a period of time will will um, will come to fruition. So, for example, my team Brighton, their defensive stats have been great, and yet they kept conceding. Now they've just had three clean sheets out of four, um, and they've uh, only Man City only scored one against them. So I'm looking at that and thinking, well, hang on a minute, those underlying stats are coming to fruition. I remember ages ago, Ibrahimovic kept never. Could never score, but he was having all the shots for Manchester United, and then suddenly it came to pass. And I'm looking at Luke Shaw's underlying stats, and I think, why aren't there loads of assists there? And so I'm a firm believer, ever the optimist, that these stats are going to come to fruition there. But um, of course, there are other there are other differentials as well, aren't there, Josh? There are indeed. Um, so yeah, in terms of uh, questions from the community. On this, uh, Jules says, is it time to upgrade Suchek with some template busters such as Barnes or Zaha? Warby says, is it time to turn the old guard in defence back to the old guard in defence such as TAA and Alonso? Um, Flinney says, is Alondo, Alonso a genuine pick? KTK, Interesta. Uh, Mane looks a great differential, but apart from Robertson's fantasy side, how do we know whether he'll start? And Mr. O'Connell, I'm guessing that's not Jack O'Connell because he's uh, he's out injured for the season. Maybe he's mm. maybe he's got serious with FPL. Um, <laughs> is the captaincy where we should be different? I've only one assist from my recent. 
captains. I think quite a few people could say that. Um, so yeah, what do you guys think? Who's a, who's a, who are tasty differentials that we can be looking at? And what are we looking at, Joe? Under under ten percent? Um, yeah, I think under ten percent or so. So I mean, I'll I'll quickly go here because I I favour double ups and I'm not averse to a sideways move as well. And so I've I've, I've pulled pulled out a few. And the key about these is they're unfashionable, and that is a good differential. No one's going for them. Hey presto, they start getting points in, or they they've been doing well unnoticed as well because they've just been unfashionable. So Kufal being very popular, West Ham defender, seven percent. So you know, quite a differential himself. He's had twenty one points in the last six matches. But if you'd gone for Dawson, who's a similar price at West Ham, who's naught point five percent owned, hardly anyone owns him. He's got thirty six points last six matches. So he'd be fifteen points better off. For about the same money um and and obviously you've got a great differential there martinez everyone's going about martinez he's in a third of teams 26 points over the last six third of teams but if you've got um matt target who's seven percent similar price you've got 31 points only five points but then it's only you know five points is, is you know all adds up over time and if you have doubled of doubled up if you'd have got ku fao and dawson so if my maths uh, does me does me okay, Kufal and Dawson together would have got you fifty seven points for two budget players over the last six weeks. That's not bad, I think. Uh, Martinez and Target. If you'd have doubled up there, and there are quite a few. I think um, uh, Josh are always cheating. I think I was. Um, I think he would mention his team. He's had an Aston Villa defender, Target, and Martinez. And yeah, so that's once again, 57 points for both of them over the last six weeks. So don't be afraid to double up. And I think that is your differential there. Everyone's got Martinez. Well, a third of teams have Martinez. Double him up with target. Hey, presto, you got more points. Lewis Dunk at Brighton. How unfashionable is Lewis Dunk at Brighton? Can't even get in the England squad, despite being an amazing defender. He's only in 3% of teams. 30 points in the last six matches. That's four points more than Martinez, who's in a third of teams. So, you know, I'm just saying. Um, no one's going for Lewis Dunk. Pereira at West Brom. Pereira, unnoticed, has become the most amazing player. He relies, yes, on penalties. He's in 1.7% of teams. 42 points in his last six matches. Only 5.6 million. So they're my thoughts on, on differentials. Don't be afraid to look at differentials in, in in tandem with other players don't think oh this player's a different oh, but think this player and this player in combination can be really nice and different there um, and you can really rack up the points there especially if they if it's good defender good defenses and unfashionable players who who has got I haven't seen any teams with Lewis Duncan but they've got 30 points um, for the last six matches which isn't bad that's five points a match every match for a really cheap player sounds good to me Oh, Seb, I think you thing, muted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you for that. Um, the thing for me is that it's about knowing how to use a differential. So, you know, we pick someone here under 5% each week, which is a little cheeky look, you know, sometimes hopefully a really solid pick. But when you're then coming to consider your team, don't go and do something different just for the sake of it, even maybe for chasing mini leagues. Like if you just have all the players that are going to score the most points, you'll probably win your mini league. I know that sounds stupid, but come to your doubling up point. Having, say, De Bruyne or Salah or Fernandez on their own isn't differential. Sometimes having all of them combined is. We've looked at, you know, Trent and Robbo in the past, Sturridge and Suarez way back. We've just spoken about City tripling up or doubling up. 
I think sometimes people look at that and go, but what if City concede? I'll lose all my clean sheets. So, but if individually each of them are the best option, they're the best option combined too. Don't look at it just from a single game week per basis. Over four or five, if they'll get the most points, great. It was better than differentiating out into you know other hedged bets. The thing I want us to be a little careful of though is when we look in certain positions up front, there's a few gains to be made. Maybe we've got Wilson top over the last six for expected goal involvement. Cavani's up there. Got Gabriel Jesus, Bamford. Whoops. But in midfield, the top five for XGI over the last six are Bruno, Mane, Salah, Saka, which the stats support, and Gundogan. Mm. So I think when looking at your team, it's almost about identifying, as you mentioned with the stats, something before it becomes popular rather than just trying to be different for the sake of it. Even if you're chasing a mini-league, you can leave that to real late. It's good that you mentioned Mane there, because there's me trying to be clever and different, and even captaining him last week. He's, he's in under... What is his ownership? It's like something something very, very small. It's about 5%, 4%. No one's got Mane. Um, so that is a good example that you give. A player like Mane, okay, so he's injured at the moment. But you know, we only found that after the deadline. But players like that who are performing and they're perhaps not as fashionable as, say, Salah. Everyone's got Salah. Well, I say everyone. A lot of teams have Salah in, but hardly any got Mane in. So look at it like that. Who is unfashionable? But who's actually performing a bit better? Um, and so, you know, look at those players to get in. So, yeah, it's good good advice. And it's good to see um, those players there. I noticed that Mane is actually on the goals imminent table still. Um, third there. And Son is. So bad. is. Ooh, not a differential song because he's in like six out of ten teams. But it's um, coming. It's, it's coming. coming. It's coming. Mm. He must be one of the best examples of the stats both prove and disprove that he's good at the same time. Because we see him we see him convert so many big chances mm. and he gets so many big chances, but often his shot totals are so low, especially under Mourinho now. Well as we're seeing, as we saw with Kane, he's not actually getting league, those big he's not actually getting those big chances at the moment. So we do need Came back. Firmino is another one there. No one's got Firmino. Um, but he's once again on the goals imminent table. Um, he's had uh, a couple of big chances, 11 goal attempts, just one goal to show for it, but nine shots inside the box. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's, he's underperforming. He should have scored at least two. Um, so, yeah, another player there. If we think Liverpool are going to do well in a particular fixture, get Salah and Firmino. Get Salah and Mane. Get Salah and Alexander-Arnold. If you can be the first person to nail how Chelsea are going to play and which players are yeah. going to excel, and we've all had a little look, you know, Hudson, mm. Leroy, Chilwell, Alonso. If you can nail that, there are points there for you. Know, whether that's a Rudiger or an Azpilicueta, I think there are points to be made there. Now, last week, you, you put up um, a picture of showing, showing essentially the wing-backs at Chelsea. And it was hudson Adoy on one side, who once again was selected and was once again excellent. And Chilwell. Now, Chilwell didn't play, but Alonso did. Alonso played in that role. So, change the name of the player. The exact role they're playing in that side was the same. And that's something to, to monitor. It, as you said, it's so frustrating. Because probably whoever plays in those wing-back roles is going to get chances. It's going to get assists, maybe a goal. Um, but, yeah, who is it going to be? And, you know, that's part of the trick. One of the tricks of FPL at the moment. It's really frustrating. Um yeah, Josh, did you have any more thoughts on differentials? Well, first of all, with regards to double ups, I love I love double ups. I've always um, mm. always been a double up fan, especially defensively. Weirdly enough, I mean, it's, it's you know a lot of the time we do do it in attack, especially with the likes of City and Liverpool. But 
um, in defence. I mean, I had um, I had Chilwell and James. I swapped them in the same week to uh, Diaz and Cancelo. I've had Dallas and Ailing yeah. all, all season. Um, so yeah, just a big big fan of that. I don't often play Dallas and Ailing together, just to nah. just to let you know. But uh, they're, uh, they're they're fine to be in my squad together keep each other company um so yeah in terms of some differential picks though that i like um I, even though he's 14.8 percent owned trent i think can still be classed as yeah. a differential purely because probably a lot of dead teams that are making up that 14.8 percent he's just got an incredibly high ceiling if you're going to do it do it this week however be warned obviously the next game is is city um and so it's it's you know it's uh it's I mean, Zayesh. Ideal time to jump on him, but I, I do think this this home game against Brighton could be a, could be a good one. Um, Zayesh at Chelsea is is another one to to watch out for. Um, Eleven goal attempts, but no goals to show for it. Now, what's a bit worrying with him? He hasn't had any big chances, but those eleven goal attempts—that's a one to monitor. There um, could be a great differential. Um, so yeah, yeah, I like I like Pulisic too. I think Pulisic, although he was benched um, yeah. against uh, who was it we played Burnley, um, he came on at half time, which says it all. So clearly he's he's backing him um, to change things, and he wants you know he he didn't like what he saw without him on the pitch. Um, we, we know Pulisic is potentially if he can keep himself fit, he's got the potential to to mm. score points like a like a premium player. Um, so I think he's uh, he's he's an interesting one. Um, other other differentials, I think I've mentioned um, obviously Luke Shaw earlier, but I think Harry Maguire is still still only five point one percent owned. Luca Dean, I know some people might be a bit disappointed with him picking him up probably this week transfer wise, but I think he's he's going to be great um, uh, in, in some of the upcoming game weeks. And then the other one which is very very lowly owned um back now obviously fit and firing is ross barkley Mm. 0.8 owned, and um there's a nice alternative that if you've got you know grealish or watkins rather than going grealish and watkins maybe go grealish and barkley or watkins and barkley um and um i think that you know he's he's great great value at 5.9 yeah something like target and grealish grealish and barkley any any villa villa are playing so well at the moment yeah Um, any form of double ups gonna gonna help you out and then maybe if you can't afford grealish or can't get up to there go for that defensive double up or just yeah go for go you can't quite stretch to grealish but you can get barkley I really like the Barkley. Just, uh, just don't go for the goalkeeper double up like I've got Martin, <laughs> Martinez and Steer. That one's not proved to be too no. uh, too hot. Oh, this it, it took me so long to get out of that. But yeah, Barkley, I think I picked him as a differential ages ago, got injured immediately. But back then, the reason I went for him is his numbers weren't miles off Grealish in terms mm. of chance creation. And we're seeing it again. He, he scored the other night. But we're seeing him playing that roughly number 10 role and getting involved. Yeah. Okay, before... He's got points to prove as well still, you know. Grealish hasn't got a point to prove to anyone. They know he's, you know, he's he's the talisman there. Barkley's still proving a point, yeah, and 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 probably trying to play himself into a permanent deal with Villa. So at the moment, I mean, I'm in a classic position where I have a sort of a differential slot in my midfield, which is Mane. If he is definitely out, I have a problem in that I probably want to get Grealish because he's the best midfielder at the moment that I don't own. He's the one that's likely to help long-term chipping away at points, like to go up in price. He's just the sensible pick to get. But he is hugely owned. 
And so I could go for um, a more of a differential and keep that kind of Manet theme going. Chances are, I think if Manet's a probable or likely or could play, I'm probably going to keep him and just go for Suchek on my bench if he doesn't play and just chance it. But um, the likes of Pereira, these unfashionable picks. Bar- to be honest, Barkley's in that. He's pretty unfashionable as well. Cause people I feel like that's a good example, though, of doing the... Grealish is the best option, right? Mm. You're maybe looking for other options just because. If you can find one, you know, ignore ownership for a second. If you can find someone who fits your price and you think is going to produce more well, points, go for it. Well, but don't look at ownership first. I think Grealish no, I is possibly the best well, option. I, well, I think Grealish is the best option, but he's not short term, I don't think. I think he is long term. I, I don't think Grealish's next two or three are that amazing. But I think his next, say, nine or whatever, are really... He, just, he, he trickles in points, though, and that's yeah. what I think is great um, about him. He's, he's, he's not... He, he rarely blanks, and, um, you know, he may not be as explosive as some, but he rarely blanks. The, the, the differentials that are really, really great to, to look at, like you mentioned, Joe, is is, is the likes of Mane, yeah. Sterling. Yeah, you know, Sterling's these, really good. These, these premium big hitters that you know can explode... And if they're sitting down there at five percent or whatever, because everyone's got Salah and KDB, obviously not right now, over um, over Mane and Sterling, those are the ones to go for so, if you if you want. So Sterling's just been rested. He's playing Burnley. Um, he's good. He's actually good against Burnley away. So this is a good a good match for Sterling. Being rested. I think he's just better away in general. Yeah. He's twelve it has point, been He's in twelve point one percent of teams. Okay, so it's it's more than ten percent. But, you know, it's nowhere near, you know, the likes of, you know, Son or, you know, these types of players that, see, um, who could be, you know, two-point players whilst Kane's away, for example. But Sterling, I think, could be... Captaining Sterling this week in a week where everyone's going for Salah. Now, I, I wouldn't usually advocate something like that. But I just wonder with the Brighton defence whether that's going to be a huge haul for Salah or not. I'm probably going to captain Salah because in my team, he's the best bet for my team. But I think if it was a team with Sterling in it and Salah, I think this week, Sterling may be a better option. Why are you not captaining Gundogan then? Because I don't think Gundogan's a better option because he's not called Sterling. <laughs> because <laughs> he he has a particular role in that side and I don't think he's going to get as much joy against Burnley as Sterling will. Okay. I, I think um, the captaincy this week for me mm. it all relies on Mane's fitness, and I don't even own him, but it's purely just yeah. because of the impact that it has on Salah. If Mane's out, I think that personally Salah is the obvious captain this week ahead of. You know, I, I just don't even think you need to overthink it. But if Mane's fit, then I think there's a bit of a question mark of looking at op, you know alternatives. If you own Sterling, if you own Bruno, um, maybe even Cancelo. You know, as a as, as as decent alternatives. I think I think it's interesting this Liverpool match because it comes before the City match. Liverpool City's absolutely huge this season, probably probably more so than any season I can remember here, because both of them could uh, could win it. it. Usually, it's either been City have really had the edge, Liverpool have really had the edge. This is a massive match. Brighton are before it. Um, they drew one one all with Brighton. You know, Liverpool obviously a great side. Salah will play, but will he will he get pulled off early if they're say one nil up? Um, and once again, if Mane plays, 
that's another intriguing option there because would he really go without Mane and Salah into a match where he knows it's a team where they only drew against last time they played them? Yeah, I don't think so. I think he'll always play one of the he two has to, yeah. in, in the league, obviously. In you know, obviously so, not. which makes me if if there's if we're not sure about Mane, that's why I'm I feel more confident as a Mane owner because I I, I don't know who's going to play, but if I've got Mane, then that. That means that Saleh, Salah, I'm not saying he's going to be fully rested, but he could certainly be brought off early. Um, but yeah. Lot, just lot on the, the home away thing we mentioned, I'd love to talk about that for a quick second. Mm-hmm. I've just tried to find it, but I can't. If you look on Twitter, you'll be able to find what I'm talking about. We often mention things like Bruno is good away from home mm-hmm. or Captain Mane away, Captain Salah at home. The example I saw, which was great, was something like last season, Captain Mane away, Captain Salah at home because Mane had twice as many returns away or whatever it was. The previous season, it was almost identical, but reversed for no apparent reason. So if you had gone for two seasons ago, you would have captained Salah away and Mane at home, and you would have gone into the following season with that rule and gotten it wrong. And worse still, if you were just captain the home player every single time, you would have done best because both players scored fewer away from home than they did at home. So when we say things like uh, Bruno Fernandes away from home or Bruno Fernandes at home, KDB, what have you, I think we need to be a little bit careful that that's a very easy I think, thing to draw that maybe isn't. No, no, I think I think I think, I think you're right time. there, especially because Fernandez at the moment. I'm think I'm not really seeing a tremendous amount of difference home and away. Yeah. So I have Fernandez is seasons. not very good at home or away. <laughs> yeah. um, but we would say Sterling, for example, the reason I brought that up about Sterling away to Burnley and not home isn't because he's bad at home against Burnley. It's because he never plays. So I don't know. He could be amazing at home against Burnley. Mm. But he is, think, yeah. it's always they, Let's be honest, right? They've, they've beaten them 5-0 like the last three or four times. Yeah. There's no way that Sterling wouldn't have got in, yeah. in on those points. Of course he would. So, so, uh, so uh, to, your, to your point about uh, Mane and, and, and Salah, um, the only thing I will say about and I'm a, I'm a bit of a geek when it comes to um, Salah and Mane's points and and, 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 with, and them without each other and all that sort Are of you stuff. You were a, a, a Salahologist? I get a bit obsessive over it. Um, but if you look at Salah's points away from home, his hauls. So uh, his hauls stand out this season, 13 um, when they got beaten 7-2 uh, against um, Villa game week four. Um, and he got a brace. That was without... Mane because he had coronavirus. Um, then the next one away from home, uh, when he got 16 points, was when they beat um, uh, Crystal Palace. And he 7-0. came on, didn't he? And he came on for oh, Mane. Man. And then the most recent one away from home against West Ham, he got 15 points because, and Mane mm. didn't play. So what I'm just saying is all three of his away halls this season. Have been when Mane's not been on and the pitch. And the great Bournemouth Hall from the, from last season, oh, yeah. I believe that Mane was absent for that one as well. He was on the bench. Yeah, yeah. he was on the, so, he was on the bench, and uh, I think it was him, Firmino up top. So but I, it, I, oh God, sorry. I just, just sorry, just one thing I was just going to yeah. say about it. I think, I think um, you'd like to think that most players are normally better at home because they should be, especially when fans are back. But I think that there is nothing stronger as a theory than Salah without Mane for me. Okay. Um, and you know what will happen, don't you, this week? <laughs> Mane won't play, Salah will blank against Brighton. But <laughs> if you look at the record and his halls and and, and, and his FPL points um, without him, yeah. 
uh, you know, what, one 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 week doesn't prove it either way on that. So well, I would. Oh, no, it's, 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 it's crazy, and it go and it goes back seasons as well. I I would both question that, but also defer to the research you've done there, which I respect. I haven't, so I can't properly uh, question you. I'm going to go away and have a look. I'd be interested in seeing if that you know the hall, the thirteen ten points, whatever also extends to the underlying stats so whether we can differentiate yeah. how much luck is involved there yeah, and naturally seem... normally they both play together so we're looking yeah, at he, a small he comes a lot more he, he, he comes a lot more centrally Salah when Mane's not on the pitch oh that's nice um and um I think it's 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 two things he obviously gets more chances because there's not shared between the two of them and and he and he comes in more centrally I mean if you look at his positioning in that game against West Ham versus his positioning in the previous games he was very wide whereas he was coming in and you look at his positioning for the two goals nice. very very central so yeah but even yeah if you look at stats it's all over twitter um sure. uh, yeah sure. i'd want to i'd want to have a little yeah, dig into it uh, and i guess everywhere. if you ask you know as liverpool would you rather have marnie and salah playing or just one of them their best team has both of them so I think there's digging to be done, but it sounds like a thing. I, I like that. Play. OK, let's move on to look at the fixtures. Um, so we've got the next four fixtures up there. And what I've done is I've, I've used the uh, Fancy Football Scout season ticker here and sorted by difficulty. Um, so, yeah, um, for this section, um, these are the players to target over the next four weeks, um, judging by the season ticker. Um, Fancy Football Scout is partnered with Football Index, so there may also be players um, to look at buying through that. Um, with Football Index, that's where you can buy and sell shares in players with fantasy football knowledge to make a profit. Um, so, yeah, looking at these fixtures here, we've got Crystal Palace at the top of the tree. So we're talking about differentials and talking about unfashionable. You can't get more unfashionable than Palace. Um, so there's Newcastle away, uh, Leeds and then Burnley and Brighton. These are good fixtures next four. Manchester United, so your Luke Shaw punt there could come to fruition. And Fernandez possibly without Pogba or Pogba deferring to Fernandez, whichever way. Southampton, Everton, West Brom and Newcastle. Got the fixtures there. Sheffield United, um, yeah, they're down and out. But, you know, they're proving a tough cookie to to uh, eat. Yeah, <laughs> um, West Brom away. Uh, Chelsea, West Brom at home, boy. Chelsea at home. And then they got West Ham and then Fulham away. So good fixtures. West Ham, United. Um, so I've got West Ham triple up still. And Antonio Suchek. And Kufau, I mentioned Dawson there. So if you want to, if you've got a West Ham space free and you're looking for a differential, uh, an unfashionable defender that scores. He's definitely unfashionable. He's definitely unfashionable. Uh, West Ham United have Aston Villa, Fulham, Sheffield United and then Tottenham. So good fixtures. Burnley, yeah, they've got City next away. But then Brighton, Palace, West Brom. If you've got Nick Pope or are targeting Nick Pope, could get some points there. That's um, really nice for Nick Pope. That's very three. nice. Wow. Um, now I've got Edison there and Man City play Liverpool then. Matt Edison is my only goalkeeper. I'm actually looking at Edison to Nick Pope. I mean, I think t Ted was on Twitter earlier um, after appearing last week and, and making some audacious minus eight last week to get triple Everton. He asked me about, can it, he's going to well, stop listening to people like Az, who, who advocate maverick moves. He wants to listen to my really boring dullard moves. Edison to Nick Pope. There you go, Ted. There you go. That's going to be, that's my, my penciled in move um, uh, there. So I think, I think I could be, could be in the points there. Nice beige upside chasing. Aston Villa ticking along nicely. I think West Ham at home, then Arsenal. 
are okay, but they're not wow me. Brighton away, maybe, and then Leicester. See, I don't. I kind of like, but don't like Aston Villa's fixtures. And then Chelsea. Who's going to play? They've got Tottenham next. Then they've got Sheffield United, Newcastle, and Southampton. Good fixtures there. Um, but yeah, looking at those fixtures. Um, does anything spring out there um, for potential moves? As I, I'm not, you know, you, you can't rival my Edison to Nick Pope move there, but anything else that springs to mind about fixture swings? I think, um, I mean, at the top, obviously, Palace. I think it's real shame for Mitchell owners that he's now been benched and, yeah. you know, PVA could have worked his way back in there now. Um, but Zaha obviously stands out as, a, as an option. Uh, United, we've spoken about them. Obviously, I mentioned Shaw, and um, I think you know one of their defenders, him or Maguire, is, is a good option. Uh, I do think, yeah, Burnley defence. Those three games: mm, Brighton at home, at Crystal now. Palace away, West Brom at home. I mean, you could you could go duller, Joe, than uh, Edison to Nick Pope. Really, you could go for Ben Mee, Ooh. who has got, got two two goals in his last six games, um, and um, you know, could be could be an, an ultimate Dullard pick. John Stones well, to Ben Me. Yeah, there you go. Four point wow. nine million. You found uh, a more boring move. Yeah, incredible. So um, yeah, that's as dull as it gets. Um, and uh, yeah, in terms of other other options, really, I, I think yeah, Villa have got have got nice fixtures. They've got steady fixtures, um, and I think that a lot of us are going to be really looking at the next uh, next three. Yeah. 22, 23, 24 before that game week 25 wild card before double game week 26, which is the uh, mm. what we're expecting. God, is it just me? But that is some of the least inspiring blue that I've seen in a while. Yes. Just in terms of, <laughs> I think there were some nugget, the nuggets to be found, but there's no sort of mm. that is the team I'm moving my team to. If you know well, if you, if, if you look at the bottom of the ticker. <laughs> In reverse order, yeah. Man City, Liverpool, Tottenham. So that's why it's uninspiring, and, isn't it? And also, okay, I think Danny Ings is an exciting differential pick to get in. I haven't seen him in lots of teams. I thought he looked great against Villa. I think he's got some points coming in soon. But then I look his at the stats, fixtures. His stats are well down on last his year. His stats are well down on last year, but a bit like with Calvert-Lewin, you know, it's a bit of a gamble there. But I think... I can't argue with any more, fair I, enough. I think, but I think... You know, I think it could be. But then I look at the fixtures and that's what puts me off. I think Newcastle... Fixtures, fixtures bring form and I don't personally He hasn't think, got it. He's got no, Manchester United but and I do Chelsea think that, that on the flip side, when it comes to Danny Ings, I don't think he's one that you really need to worry too much no. about with stats. He's similar to the likes of Vardy or Son. He is an elite finisher. Um, so, um, but yeah, I, I, I think... Um, I just think Southampton look a bit off it at the moment. Now, I, I mentioned boring old Lewis Dunk. Uh, we saw that Trossard scored against Spurs. Brighton, uh, after Liverpool, at Burnley, Villa and Crystal Palace. Now, Crystal Palace is good. I say it's a good fixture for Brighton. It's a good fixture for fantasy managers because there you're looking at the likes of Zaha. He always seems to score against Brighton. Mope as well. He's actually doing okay in the underlying stats. Um, I think Mope, <laughs> you know, people will laugh. But these are the sorts of differentials you're looking at um, if you're looking for a bit of a punt there. Perhaps if you're wildcarding in game week 26 when there's going to be a lot of doubles, so you're not going to use another chip then um, and you want just a final hurrah, Crystal Palace against Brighton, there's usually a goal or two there. 
Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those derby matches as well. Um, Arsenal intrigue me because it's really annoying with Arsenal because Sack is in both of your squads. Is that right? Yeah, and he's very, very not, good. Not your squad, no, Josh. I don't, I don't have him, no. No, but Sa- Saka is a great differential and um, and it's very annoying um, that he's possibly out for this. He was out for the last match. So hopefully he's fit because Wolves and Villa and then Leeds, it's a great next three before game week 25 wildcarders when they play City. So if you want a bit of Arsenal, the next three look okay, actually. It's just that fourth one. Um, so... Yeah, and their their defensive record has been ridiculous. Rob Holdings, yeah. I mean, obviously all of them four clean sheets in five or something, but Rob Holdings' points have been really impressive. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Tierney should be back soon. Yeah. He's the one. He's, he? he's the one. Tierney, if Tierney was fit, if I somehow knew Tierney was fit and playing those three matches, I think I'd be tempted there because that's both ends of the pitch type of player. Um, lots of returns. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think there's some some interesting ones. Yeah, as you said though, it's not not that inspiring. But there's no. There's you've, way... got to, you've got to you've got to pick it apart a bit more than normal. That's what we're, you can't, that's what we're you, here it's for. Not, it's not just uh, laid out on a plate for we're, you. Unfortunately, we're not here for the premium sexy picks. We're here for Nick Poten, Edison, and Ben Me. Ben Me <laughs> should have done Ben Me as my differential pick. That you're, could have been you're gutted really, now, aren't you? Why really Ben Me over Tarkowski? Scored more goals recently. There we go. Then. It's oh, normally one of them. It's normally one of them that benefits. Benefits that um, that, that dominates the goals over the season, and uh, it, it seems to be Ben Me this season. Okay, in terms of big chances conceded over the last uh, four matches, uh, West Brom are still in whipping boy status with ten big chances conceded. Um, they've conceded eleven goals as well. Southampton ten big chances conceded. Fulham ten as well. So these are the three worst defence in terms of big chances conceded, not necessarily goals conceded. Fulham have only conceded five. So have they been lucky, or are they a bit like Burnley, where Nick Pope bails them out, Ariola bails them out? Um, it's hard to tell. But Burnley have been conceding eight big chances. Um, but I've only conceded five goals. So that's what you're seeing there. That's the Nick Pope effect. Good goalie, bad defence. But a scoring defence in Ben Mee. Um, but then looking further down the list in terms of big chances conceded, Man City really, you know, really shows there. They've conceded one big chance in the last four matches and conceded no goals. <laughs> Arsenal are the next best. Three big chances they've conceded. Just three compared to West Brom's 10, that is. Um, and they've conceded one goal. Manchester United down there. Your loop sure punt there. So that's why I think you're going to get clean sheets, definitely. Um, so these are these are the good defences and the bad defences to look at when looking at the next four fixtures. Before we move on, just want to say that we can sign up to Football Index and take advantage of the seven-day £500 money-back guarantee. And there's a link in the description below to sign up, as well as a link to check out the full terms and conditions uh, this is for 18 plus only please gamble responsibly check out begambleaware.org and there's a link for this in the description as well let's have a look at our transfer and captaincy plan so i'll go first because i think i've pretty much revealed what i'm doing um i'm either going to do nothing or i'm probably going to move Mane out to Grealish because it's the most sensible thing to do um and as josh pointed out you know and, and seb as well you know you you both of you just do the sensible thing, you know, don't don't worry about um, ownership um, and that, that'll what I do. But if I think Mane could be playing, I think Mane and Salah double up when most will be captaining Matt Salah. If they're both playing and they're both scoring points, then that's an opportunity there to get a few extra points there. The rest of my, my team really picks itself, I think. Edison in goal, Stones, 
uh, and Justin against Fulham. I think this could be a clean sheet there. Dallas at home to Everton. Dallas just scored um, and Everton aren't looking great. Uh, Mane, um, Salah captain, Gundogan and Fernandes. Fernandes is my vice captain. I quite like this fixture for Fernandes. Uh, with Southampton, uh, they've, they've conceded um, quite a lot of those big chances. We said they're 10 big chances, just six goals conceded. So I think this could be, if we think Fernandes is going to improve, um, I, I quite like him. Uh, yeah, they've dropped off massively, haven't they, Southampton? Yeah, they, they have. have yeah. But I do I do think that that was partly um, Romeo's absence recently. Yeah. Who's obviously like their, their big holding midfielder. Yeah. Um, he missed uh, three games in a row and they, they you know, I think they've suffered three so, defeats. Um, I've got Bamford up front, Calvert-Lewin, Antonio, and Suchek's my first sub. Uh, I've got Mitchell and Kufel. I'm not expecting much from them. Um, oh, Seb, I've got a question for you now about Bamford. So he said he had a dead leg. He was seen hobbling off. He seems quite confident. He was assuring fancy manager as well, said that he was in his own team. But I noticed there was something I saw on Twitter today about the <coughs> uh, Leeds under 23 side they mm. have two I saw that two spare strikers um and one of them was essentially brought off early um now I don't know if you can explain to me I don't know um the Leeds B team uh, like the back of my hand um but what is there a chance that Bamford could be rested if he's you know with the tight turnaround of games is that is that a Bielsa thing to do Bamford won't get rested if he's fit um or hey if he does it'll be the first time um, those two, I've not seen that, but those two strikers, I'm guessing, are Sam Greenwood yes. and uh, Joe Gerhardt. No, um, it's Tyler Roberts. Roberts, that's oh, it. The, I mean, but, okay, so both of them in the squad. Tyler Roberts is the backup that's on the bench normally. Right, okay. Who came on to replace Bamford. Right. So was it was it Roberts that was brought off early? Yes. Yeah, they brought, they, they started right. him and um, and he came off after half an hour. I think it's uh, it's actually to replace Rodrigo. Ah. Okay. I would, yeah, words out of my mouth. I wouldn't say... Robert, you know, Roberts is going to be on the bench either way if he's not. We've seen Dallas instead of Click recently. Click and uh, Click and Rodrigo would probably be our normal. Click and Roberts could happen. He's played there a bit. It's not great there. But yeah, as uh, as Josh said, I think there's a better chance he replaces okay. Rodrigo, who is definitely the injured one. Rafinha and Bamford seem fine. So, so he's, yeah, he's, he's going for a scan, Rodrigo. So I, I reckon it'll be Roberts behind Bamford. Okay, so Bamford. So uh, what I'm getting the gist of is is that some managers, you know, if there's a bit of a knock or a bit of a you know a muscle problem or whatever, um, that like some Mane for example, or if the Man City the Man City team is like right rest them. Uh, well, there's other managers, other other players like say for example Harry Kane. I mean, he's got to have basically both his ankles taken out for him to not play, um, but he will play. Jack Grealish will play, um, even if he's you know feeling tired, he will still play. Bamford will still play unless his legs are broken. Is that right? Yeah, I mean a dead leg won't won't stop him. Um, especially again, as it, as Josh pointed out, if if where we're looking to fill that hole is in midfield, okay. the question just being can Click and Dallas fill that? Probably not. They seem to have shared the same role if we're playing four at the back. So yeah, Roberts could fill that. Pablo's an option, although he's been a while away for a bit. Okay, uh, moving on to Josh's team, you got Martinez in goal, uh, Diaz, Cancelo, Dallas. And a three four and a three five two, sorry, with Salah captain, Fernandez vice captain, all oh, same combo as me. Um Son, Grealish, Gundawan, Calvert Lewin and Antonio, and then on your bench you've got Ailing, uh, Brewster and Coleman. So you've got a playing a playing bench there of sorts. Um apart from the apart from steer, but you know, it doesn't matter. Um is that is that gonna stay as it is? Is that in, no changes? 
Yeah, I think I'm going to roll. Um, I've got 2.5 million in the in the bank still left over from that KDB to Gundogan transfer uh, the week before the one we've just had. Um, so yeah, it could be tempting to do something, but I'm, I'm quite I'm I'm happy enough. I want to I want to roll. I want to push my transfers forward um, to the times when we we're going to get a bit more information out of the uh, the FA Cup and okay. you know some of these double game weeks starts to get to get confirmed really okay um what's your position with the wild card are you looking to wild card in game week four game week 26 which is gonna be a big double yeah. game week or after yeah so the, the plan will be to wild card 25 bench boost 26 okay. however um i'm not completely against the idea of using transfers to get there yeah um and bench boosting 26 and then wild card in game week 30 after the game week 29 blank it mm all depends on how the FA Cup and the fixtures fall. And I guess really, again, it's just another reason why pushing transfers forward can work yeah. uh, to your advantage. Yeah. So yeah, quite a similar situation to me in the, you know, be quite nice to roll a transfer if I can. Um, but um, uh, Seb, moving on to your team, you've got Martinez and goal. Robertson Cancelo is your vice captain. Stones, Salah captain, Fernandez. Son, Gundogan, and then up front you've got Watkins, Antonio, Calvert-Lewin. Um, Saka on the bench, who's a great first sub, um, if he's a fit. Um, Eric Dyer, who for some reason was, was benched last time, and Kilman, and then you've got Sanchez against Liverpool. So you've got you know, play, a playing bench, we hope. Um, yeah, is, is that going to change? Are you going to make any, any transfers? I think for the first time in a while, I might just hold on to it. I don't think there's anything that needs to be immediately fixed. Maybe, you know, if Dyer for some reason is no longer in favour, sure, but I think I've transferred myself into a hole in the last couple of weeks, so I'm happy just to hold this one, have a bit more flexibility going forward. The 11 works for me. See, I think that's a good thing because some people, when they, um, you know, they have a, a bad game week or game week, they, you know, don't, you know, made transfers that didn't work out. The natural reaction is to, to start taking hits to, to get out of it. Um, but it's quite refreshing to hear. Sorry, I advocate it's just basically just. Log out, move away, move away from the screen. And as Josh pointed out as well, I think we're going to have much more information in a couple of weeks. So saving two transfers for game week 23 would be, be really, it could be very advantageous. So um, yeah, advocate that. Uh, Joe, something I've just seen, I think Karen pointed out, is that Man City might have hinted that they've got an unannounced match in the middle of game week 24. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, people in the chat might be able to have a better check on that for us. But would that potentially be that Everton match? Ah, well, if that yeah, is the Everton case, or Southampton, well, I think it's one or the other, isn't it? I would, um, I would hold off my Edison to Pope boring move, and I would, I would roll in that with um, Edison, uh, Stones, and Gundogan. I think um, if De Bruyne is back, I'm, st I think I still stick with that three I've got really. Um, but yeah, if it's that Everton match, yeah. I'm quite pleased to have still have Calvert Lewin. I'm not sure I'm going to get any, any other Everton, though. Um, but, yeah, that would be at, interesting. At the very least, that encourages me to hold a transfer, just yeah. to get a bit more information yeah. there. It would yeah. be amazing if, uh, if if we saw a hint of an announcement before tomorrow's deadline. I mean, I, I don't think it I don't think it can... I don't know. It, it all depends. Does it depend, depends on the FA Cup or not? I don't, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, so there are FA Cup matches in there as well. I, again, this has seen something very quickly, so I would encourage anyone to go fact-check that. Yeah. But, and, and like you say as well, Man City announcing something is all well and good, but it's not up to them. So, 
Yeah, true. I'd be interested in that. Um, that might still not put me off a potential Mane to Grealish move because it, it would leave me with something stupid in the bank, <laughs> like about seven million, which is an, a nice flexibility. As as uh, which is some, sometimes when you need the two transfers for the flexibility. If you've got seven million in the bank, then the world's your oyster, and you can pretty much get anyone in. But yeah, I've already tripled up on City, so that would be that would be nice. And welcome in game week 24. I think I think a lot are tripled up on City. I think a lot will be. Um, De Bruyne back would be the interesting one. And would, would anyone be tempted by Sterling? I'm, I've been bitten before by that. And I'm, I'm sticking boring with City. Just going for the likes of... Joe, Cent- Joe we yeah. mentioned, was it a couple of scouts ago off air? That when we were looking at when this might fall, we thought, is there a cheeky bench boost there? Is yeah. that something? I mean, I don't think it's the best fixtures for each team, but there's good players involved that you might already own. It, it, is there depends, a there? it depends how if there's another double then, or it's just those. It depends if I get another Everton in. If I got someone like, say, Pickford, which sounds rubbish, but if it's before I'm wildcarding, um, then I could be tempted because the mm. problem with a bench boost in game week 26 is what comes in game week 26 will be taken off game week 29 for lots of lots of teams so the players you're getting in for the double game week you've then got 27 and 28 and 29's transfers to get a, a, a decent enough blank game week side out so those that have got a free hit chip left are in a good position and those who aren't using a bench boost in game week 26 are in a good position because then you can use your bench to stock up on game week 29 players I um, think I think you know, usually the double the double game weeks are where you want it, the big double game weeks, yeah. where you want to use your bench boost and all that, just because you have the be- biggest chance of doing well. Yeah. So maybe I'm not saying go for it, but at least have a look at it before you oh. disregard it. Yeah. I, know, I know Josh made a noise there. So. I was just going to say Pickford of all goalkeepers. <laughs> no, think... it's, not even, it's not even to do with him not being particularly fantastic this season and prone to lots of mm. unforced errors. It's more because he seemed uh, Ancelotti's the only manager in the league really that seems to rotate mm. him and the um, is it, is Olsen, the other keeper. Um, so it, it might be one that you end up going, great, I've got Edison in goal, I've got um, Pickford. Pickford, the other double game with goalkeeper on the bench, and all of a sudden you find the yeah, yeah, one yeah, the guy's playing. Yeah, I know it would be. It's not ideal, but it's all, and it's also it's only. I'm only thinking about that because I know I'm going to be wildcarding off the week afterwards. And Pickford is not someone I want uh, beyond no. that. But yeah, if I thought he was playing twice, um, goalkeepers... If there was a little bit more though, if there's, I mean, I think there's a small chance that it could be um, City, Southampton... Something like that and, would be good. Um, and Everton Villa as yeah. two double game week uh, fixtures yeah. for that week. Then you're in. Do you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Then you've got lots of options. Then it's McCarthy. Then it's you know. Then it's all the defenders. The likes of War Prowse. Yeah. Uh, this is this is great stuff. Yeah, that would be amazing. But uh, yeah, it depends. You know, I think um, yeah, I think this this is the week that I think um, information is much more important and patience. Yeah. Exactly. Hopefully, will prove to be a virtue. And before we go, I just want to remind people about the members area um, that we've been using for Fantasy Football Scout. Tons of opta-driven data there. For example, the comparison tool, rate my team, and much more. Um, and of course, the goals imminent table, which we have mentioned. But yeah, we lots of lots of uh, stats have been in the Scoutcast, and lots of stats are there for you um, if you sign up to be a member. But in the meantime, it's goodbye from me. Say goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me. Goodbye all. 